So I was asked to limit my time to 20 minutes. I hope I can make it. It's uh, 11.45. I'll do my best. I have a, uh, I found this uh, video on the YouTube about forgiveness. It's a Syrian girl. Uh, her name is Mariam. And uh, I, I think that it will really bless us as an introduction. Uh, as you know, uh, many Iraqi people and Syrian people have been abused tortured by, by ISIS. And so this girl is telling us about her response to that. Uh, will you please uh, play that for us? Thank you. kids? <laughs> من قراقوش انا طيب انت عندك 10 سنين مش كده ايوه طيب قولي لي انت بقالك قد ايه هنا في المخيم اربع اشهر ايه اكتر حاجه انت حاسه ان هي كنت بتحبيها في قراقوش مش موجوده هنا دلوقتي في المخيم كان عندنا بيت وكنا متونسين بس يعني هنا ما متونسين بس الحمد لله يعني الله سترنا قصدك ايه يعني ايه الله سترنا يعني الله حب حبنا و وما قبل يعني يقتلونا داعش طيب انت حاسه قد ايه ربنا بيحبك صح ايوه ربنا بيحبنا كلنا مو مو بس انا كل الناس يحبوهم الله وانت شايفه ان ربنا كمان بيحب الناس اللي ممكن تبقى اذتك وزعلتك ولا لا يحبوهم بس ما يحب الشيطان طب انت شايفه انت حاسه بايه ناحيه الناس اللي ممكن تبقى خرجتك من البيت وتعبتك ما راح اسويهم ولا شيء بس يعني اقول لله يسامحهم وانت تقدري تسامحيهم كمان ايوه بس دي حاجه صعبه قوي ولا حاجه سهله ان انا اعرف اسامح الناس اللي تعبتني يا مريم ما راح اقتلهم يعني ليه اقتلهم بس بس زعلانه لي طلعوني من بيتنا طلعونا من بيتنا طيب انت كنت بتحبي المدرسه في كراكوش صح ايوه وكنت اولى دايما كان عندك اصحاب كمان في المدرسه ايوه موجودين هنا معاكي ولا ما فيش ولا حد فيهم هنا اكو بس ما بس ما اعرف وينهم طيب لو يمكن يكونوا هم دلوقتي بيتفرجوا على التلفزيون بيشوفوا سات 7 كيدز تحبي تقولي لهم حاجه كان عندي صديقه واذا هوني كان عندي صديقه اسمها ساندرا وكنا انا وهي كل اليوم مع بعضنا وكل المدرسه مع مع بعضنا مع انه كنا بعيدين بيوتنا مع من من بعض بس كنا نحب بعضنا كثير يعني اذا هي غلطت علي وانا غلطت عليها نسامح بعضنا ومرات كنا نلعب ونغلط على بعض بعض بس نسامح بعضنا وكنا نحب بعضنا بس هسه اريد اشوفها شوف بس انت مش عارفه هي فين خالص صح ما لا ما اعرف وينها طيب هي لو ساندرا بتفرج علينا دلوقتي اكيد هي كمان بعتلك سلامات و... واكيد هي كمان بتحبك يا مريم بيني كثير وانا حتى احبها ويا ريت اشوفها يوم
اكيد ونفسي كمان احنا نبقى معاكي في اليوم ده الو يعني ايه يعني الو ارجع أه نرجع على بيوتنا هي ترجع على بيتها ونشوف بعضنا وترجعوا كمان في بيت احلى من البيت الاولاني كيف الله ما كيفنا نحن كيف الله هو اللي يعرف طيب انت مش بيجي لك وقت كده تبقي زعلانه بتحسي ان يسوع سابك مثلا مرات يعني ابكي على البيت مالتنا ابكي على قرقوش بس ما ازعل انه الله يعني سابنا من قرقوش يعني رحنا من قرقوش اشكره لانه سترنا وجابنا لنا حتى اذا متبهدلين هنا بس الحمد لله الله سترنا انت علمتيني حاجات كتير قوي شكرا و... وانت حتى علمتني علمتك ايه انا علمتني يعني ما علمتني يعني حسيت بمشاعري حسيت بمشاعري انا كان عندي مشاعر واريد يعني يعرفون الناس ايش هي مشاعر هذول الاطفال اللي هنا وانت عارفه ان يسوع مش هيسيبك ابدا صح ما راح يسيبنا اذا مؤمنه وثابتة بينه ما راح يسيبني. طيب قولي لي انت فاكره ترنيمه او فاكره حاجه لما بتبقي قاعده لوحدك كده بتحبي ترنميها او تتكلمي يسوع بيها ولا مش فاكره ولا حاجه خالص؟ عندي ترا عندي ترانيم. طب تحبي تقولي اكتر واحده انت بتحبيها؟ تبقى صغيره وقصيره بس نسمعها منك، ايه رايك؟ اكو واحده. So how did you feel? She's only 10 years old. And uh, she spoke a lot of uh, theology. 
theology not in the head but in the heart. Uh, he, he, she, she, she was, she, she experienced some hardship like leaving home, school, friends, but also she's able to resolve that and not blame God and not blame those who tortured or harmed them. Uh, she's going through some suffering while in the refugee area, but she's happy. She's joyful. What's her secret? So uh, let's just uh, give thanks to the Lord and uh, ask him to bless our message today. Heavenly Father, we pray that we may have an encounter with the merciful God this morning. And that out of this mercy, that we may be able to live graciously to, towards others in Jesus' name. Amen. So the title of my message today is Mercy, the Heart of Forgiving. Sometimes it's hard to forgive because we haven't been, we haven't encountered the mercy of God. Jesus shows us that in order to forgive, first, we need our heart to be crushed with the mercy of God. Only then can we impart the grace of forgiving others. So we may rephrase this in a question form. How does mercy crush our heart so that we can forgive others? How can mercy crush? I forgot to bring a piece of grape because I wanted to demonstrate it to you by crushing the grape. But I think you can see how grapes are crushed. How can mercy crush our heart so that we can have the grace to forgive? Our text is found in Luke chapter 23, verse 34. And that's where Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I'd like to use... Um, two or three more verses to support this. And they are found in Matthew chapter 18, verse 26, and Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. That passage is about the parable of the uh, unforgiving servant. And when he could not pay, he is due he came to the servant and he said, uh, So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. And then in uh, Ephesians 4.32, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just in Christ God forgave you, just as in Christ God forgave you. 
Look at Jesus hanging on the cross. And uh, this prayer could have been something else, not Father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. He could have recalled the sufferings uh, that he experienced from his torturers. Uh, he could have felt like David in Psalm 37 praying an imprecatory prayer. God, you know how I feel today. God, you know how this is unjust. You, God, you know that this is unfair. God, like John and James, God, send your thunder and lightning. God, just burn them to hell. Something to that effect. And no, he, he didn't do that. He said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. In this prayer, he addressed it to the Father. And in this prayer, we discover that this Father is a forgiving God. A forgiving God. Of all the qualities of God, he chose one about this God. And that is that this God is a forgiving God. We, would, we could say that this is a definite encounter with the merciful God. Out of this prayer and uh, the other passages that I shared with you, I'd like to share with you four movements of the mercy of God in our hearts. How does God use mercy to crush our heart so that out of that, the fragrance of grace wafts in the air. There are four key words that I would like to share with you in describing this movement. Number one, it's an encounter with this merciful God. Number two, exposure. God exposes exposes the content of the merciless heart. Number three, God gives us the enabling. He enables us to be merciful ourselves. And number four, we become the expression, the embodiment of the mercy of God. And these four movements certainly are found in the story of Mariam. They're all there. So we go to number one, and that is that we have an encounter with the God of mercy in prayer. Pray, Jesus prayed on the basis that God was a forgiving God. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, Paul talks about this God who is the God, the Father of mercy. Moses, Daniel, Nehemiah, they interceded for the people of God who have gone away and rebelled against God. The basis for their intercession 
to God was that this God was a forgiving God and a merciful God. The merciful God is given expression through the words of the master in the parable of the prodigal son. son. Or rather prodigal, uh, no, 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 this uh, unforgiving servant. Forgiving doesn't just happen like, you know, when a hormone triggers something in you. No. There is the process of confession, of contrition, and restitution on the part of the violator. And there is the response of, uh, the, on the part of the aggrieved, compassion, cancellation of debt, and freedom. The forgiving God is the God of mercy. An encounter with the merciful God means that we allow him to crush or melt our demand for justice and vengeance. It means that we would allow kindness and compassion to overrule our heartaches so that we could freely forgive. It means that we will surrender our rights for justice in the meantime to God, who in the last days will judge every evil act and take vengeance to give justice for his people. So we're not saying that justice is forgotten. No. It's just that in the meantime, in the meantime, it is mercy that has to work in our hearts and in our relationship, especially with those who harm us. Number two, we need to expose the unmerciful contents of our heart that block God's mercy. We may not like this merciful God. We may not like his mercy because being merciful means that it is weakness, that it is unfair, that the justice that we demand may not be given to us. Therefore, we may not like mercy. This mercy could stir up a host of merciless monsters in our heart, like fear, hypocrisy, bigotry, legalism, anger, self-pity, unhealed pains, pride. These things block mercy. They are the thorny weeds that strangle mercy. So like Jesus Christ, we may have to come to our own Gethsemane. Three times Jesus prayed, Lord, if possible, take away this cup from me, meaning the cup of suffering. He struggled. 
he did not struggle with the issues of sin in his heart because he had no sin. He did not struggle with a demand for justice or anger. No. But he struggled with the will of God. The hour passed and there was only silence from God. Can you imagine that? The response from the merciful God was silence. The silence meant that what was agreed in eternity for Jesus to die on the cross to demonstrate the mercy of God had to be done now. There's no going around the will of God that was agreed upon in eternity for Jesus Christ to demonstrate the mercy of God. Christ's struggle was not with any selfish motivation like fear or a sense of injustice. His struggle was with the complication of mercy. In that, as he demonstrated mercy, he himself will be crushed as he was tortured, as he is crucified, as he carried the sins of the whole world, as he died for the sins of the people, as he is abandoned by his father, as he is buried to join the millions of the dead in Hades. That's complicated mercy. That's burdensome. If you really think about mercy, it will require some real courage from ourselves. Mercy can become complicated and burdensome. It will stir up the hidden merciless monsters in our heart. And we don't like them. Hypocrisy and bigotry and anger, fear, and so on, I mentioned to you a while ago. When the struggle comes, what will you do? What will we do? Will you harden your hearts and keep the monsters in? Or will you accept the burdens or complications of mercy? Will you surrender to God and will you receive a tender heart from him? A tender heart is one that has been conquered by mercy. Next, please, number three. We are enabled to forgive when God's mercy triumphs in our hearts. We're no longer pitiful victims of the, of the harm done against us. We're no longer ruled by the merciless monsters like anger and hatred. Now it's kindness, compassion, mercy. They have now taken over our hearts. Now we can really pray as Jesus prayed. As Mariam prayed and declared, God forgave them 
Now we can forgive as God has forgiven us in Christ Jesus. Do you find it hard to forgive? Sometimes. If you find it hard to forgive, just check the merciless components in your heart. What's blocking the mercy of God in our hearts? It may be pride that is preventing you from being empowered to forgive. I remember when I was uh, my, on my first year as pastor, I heard that the neighbor was complaining that the banana tree that we planted along the boundary lines of our home lot, and that he was angry that, you know, you know how bananas grow, okay, they, during the year they just keep on multiplying and they spread and so on, and so I thought he did not like the the, you know, the banana that grew, that grew in his part of the land. And so I chopped the tree, if you call that a tree. Uh, and then he was angry again because I chopped it. Okay, so what will I do? I'm a pastor and so on. It's, uh, you know, the, my, my initial response is just oh, forget about it. I went to him, you know, he, this is a cantankerous person and always angry, always mad, and so on. I went there and just, I said, I'm sorry. I embraced him, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I cut the tree, so please forgive me. <laughs> Bowing before a cantankerous man. Number four. We become the, the expression of God's mercy when we truly can identify with Jesus as he struggled with the, with the burdens of mercy and allow his mercy to crush our hearts and pride. We will glow with his mercy. It's, not, it's no longer about my hurts. It's no longer about myself. This is now God. This is now Jesus Christ. He is now living his life in me and through me. The mercy of God will have a face. They will see the mercy of God. And the face of God is your face. The mercy of God will have a voice. It's your voice. The mercy of God will have presence. It's your presence. That's Mariam. God expressed himself through Mariam. Mariam became the embodiment of the mercy and the forgiveness of God. In closing, one encounter. Have you fallen down before the merciful God? I really thought about that. Have you received mercy from him? Fall down some time and kneel before him and just allow the mercy of God to begin to fill your heart with his mercy. The Holy Spirit is able to 
explain that to you. Number two, have you seen the merciless contents of your heart? Are you aware of them? Have you repented? Have you mourned over these things? Because they strangle the mercy of God. Number three, have you experienced the power of the mercy of God to forgive those who hurt you? It's a struggle sometimes. But until we surrender, we would not experience this enablement that comes from God. Will you be an embodiment and expression of God's mercy? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we in Jesus Christ have received mercy. And I pray that you will remove all these things that have blocked your mercy from being fully expressed through us. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.